You're listening to the Declare Conference podcast. The Declare Conference is a Christian women's blogging conference in Dallas, Texas, this July 30th through August 1st, 2015. Our desire is to bring women together to help them use their God-given gifting to point to Jesus. We also want to connect speakers and attendees and equip them with the latest in blogging, social media marketing, and technical teaching. We want to encourage attendees to grow spiritually, drawing them near to God and inspiring them to make Him known. Our theme this year is Beautiful Deep, and we were inspired by Ephesians 3.18. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. Thanks for listening. You're listening to episode 35 of the Declare Conference podcast, and today I'm chatting with Missy Williams, who's representing Seed Effect out of Dallas. They offer microfinance loans in South Sudan. She's going to tell us all about it and how you can get involved as a blogger. Uh, I have loved everything Seed Effect does. I heard about them years ago, and we chat a little bit about that too in this episode I hope that the Holy Spirit stirs something in you. I know there's a couple of you out there that God specifically has you listening to this episode so that you can get involved with this ministry. I know they could appreciate joining forces with you, making their voice a little bit louder so that people can know what they're doing and get involved. All right, so let's get right to it. Let's learn all about Seed Effect. Hey, Missy, welcome to the Declare Conference podcast. Hey, thanks so much, Heather. I'm excited to be here. Well, y'all, Missy um, is representing Seed Effect, and they are a sponsor of the Declare Conference this year. And we thought it'd be super cool to share more of their story and what they're about and uh, let you know how you can get involved with them. So, Missy, will you tell us a little bit about Seed Effect and how it got started? Absolutely. Um, Seed Effect is a Christ-centered microfinance organization. What that means is that we provide hope and opportunity and empowerment to the people of South Sudan through small business loans, um, ongoing education, saving services, and we share the gospel with everybody that we meet. So um, we like to say it's kind of the great commission alongside the great commandment. Mm, That's awesome. Well, I was just telling Missy as we got on and realized we are like a couple blocks away from each other recording this. (laughs) Um, I went to a Seed Effect event. And it was the first time, this was years ago. How long ago mm-hmm. do you think that was? Like four years oh, ago? Oh, at least. At least four. four. Yeah. Four, Y'all four just, or five. You even. were just starting. And I had never heard of the concept of microfinance. Like my husband's in finance and he used to work for a hedge fund. And I've, you know, I've heard about, I took a finance class just so I could have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know <laughs> what this like microfinance thing was. So for someone who also didn't know what it was, could you tell us what that means? Absolutely. Um, essentially, it's just coming alongside and providing um, a small business loan for income generating activities. So think about it this way. If you have a woman in the marketplace who is using a needle and thread to make dresses, she can only make so many dresses, um, which means her sales are going to be at a lower rate. If you can come alongside and provide a loan, she can use that loan to maybe rent a better space in the market, buy a sewing machine, buy more material inventory, she can suddenly make more um, dresses to be sold and in effect can increase her revenue. And so 
um, really the, the loan is kind of the, the key component, but we come alongside and provide training and education. You know, about 90% of our clients are illiterate and um, statistically, even in South Sudan, you're more likely to die in childbirth than you are to graduate from seventh grade as a mm. female. I'm sorry, wow. second grade as a female. Second so, wow. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we can provide ongoing education and then a safe place to save. So really, um, it's, it's just kind of picture it as like a Christ-centered, Jesus-focused bank to the poor, mm. um, you know, where, where we just get to come alongside and provide that hope. So, um, yeah, it's microfinance. It sounds kind of scary and like, or not scary, I guess. It's just but, like, uh, it's just like what? Big word. You're, you kind of, yeah. I, we've said it so many times that people's eyes glaze over them and they say it. <laughs> I mean, just think of it as an investment in the life of a family. Like that's really all it is, is a way well, to invest in them to generate an income. If if my husband was going to start a business here, he would need to go to a bank and you need to ask for money because let's say he was going to start a moving car, moving truck business where he's going to rent out moving trucks. Well, he's got to buy the trucks and yep. then it takes people renting them to get the money back to pay for the trucks. But he had to take out a loan to buy the trucks. And we're talking yep. hundreds of thousands of dollars. A microfinance, you're talking about what, $20? Like, it's usually a little bit more than that, depending upon where you work. Okay. But um, it's a, around $150. But like $150 um, to get a business going is yep. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and that for a lot of our clients can, I mean, that is the difference between being able to, you know, put food on the table once a day to three times a day or, yeah. You know, one kid is in school and now all five of their kids in school. I mean, it, it makes a drastic difference to invest such a small amount um, in into a business like that. So well, it doesn't it, cost what it costs here. It makes a Yeah, a I mean, a little cost. bit goes a long way there. And there's a reason why you don't give them several hundred thousand dollars. That would be ridiculous. They'd have a hard time paying it back and also probably investing it initially. Yeah. <laughs> we definitely scale the loans to the needs of our clients. Yeah. And as they repay their loans, they're actually eligible for additional larger loans if they want to keep growing. And so we kind of work on that um, to provide accountability and um, manage growth along the way. I loved that when I learned that not when they get a loan, it's not like you're just handing them money. You're also like meeting with them regularly. Isn't there There's an accountability in classes yes. that trains them? I think that's genius. So you're not yeah. just like throwing them out there like, go be successful. Yeah, we've, uh, gosh, we've found that really the way we've tried to structure it is that our, our loan officers and our South Sudanese staff, they're, they're almost like life coaches or relationship managers. So it's, it's way beyond just the loan. I mean, they, they are modeling for them a life after Christ. They are sharing with them verbally the gospel, but they're also coming alongside and helping them with their, their business issues and things that come up. And, and they're also getting that feedback from their peers that are within their group. You know, we, we have individual loans within a group lending methodology. And so they have a group of, say, around five. Each one gets their own loan, but they actually cross-guarantee the other. Mm. And so um, that provides social collateral, but it also provides accountability. They now have a vested interest in each one of the entrepreneurs doing well. Yeah. And so we found that really, that helps to have that community and that, that place and space to talk about. And as you said, we do weekly repayment meetings, and then um, monthly education seminars that specific topics are discussed and they have a time to participate in that. And, and so just that ongoing education and growth um, is, is a huge piece of what we do. And I think one of the added services that um, other organizations don't always offer. So, Well, if you think about I know with bloggers, we talk about mastermind groups and that's like a group of bloggers who stay in 
community and like are encouraging each other. This is like beyond that. This is like five gals who each get money. And if gal number one is not, is kind of not pulling her ranks, the other gals are responsible. So they're going to do whatever they can to like say, Hey, don't forget, keep going. And then they're like even more reason to, because it affects them. Absolutely. And it, you know, it works twofold. I mean, on one hand, like you said, they, um, well, what first happens actually is it's important who you choose to be in your group. It has yeah. to be somebody that you trust and they self-select their groups. Okay. Um, but then the second side of that is, you know, we've had it happen where clients have, I mean, they've gotten sick and ended up in the mm. hospital and normally their business would not be kept open or run and they wouldn't, um, which would affect their family. And so yeah. in this case, these, the other group members would have a vested interest in helping to keep that business going. Mm. So the loan can be repaid, but the effect of that is that her family is taken care of. And so we've really seen it to work um, both in protecting the loan program, because we want this to go to, you know, to perpetuate, to, to grow and to be able to invest in additional entrepreneurs. And so we want the loans to get paid back, but also we want them um, to feel that sense of, of connection and community and accountability and mm-hmm. and to really desire to be involved in each other's um, well-being and in future. And so I've seen it work, work both ways for sure. And, you know, you've mentioned women. And I don't know if people listening know a lot about Sudan um, and, what you know, we could talk about how you ended up there. But in general, tell us about the country and what has happened to bring them to a place where they would need a loan, where they would need help yeah. and why it's a lot of women. I mean, I just asked you like seven questions at once. It's, but. I, I think I'm tracking. Okay. Um, okay. So we're, we're working in South Sudan, which is the newest country in the world. Um, basically South Sudan is a place born out of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, two back-to-back civil wars that ended in 2005. I mean, long 25 years civil wars. Oh my goodness. That ended in 2005 and brought forth a peace agreement. Um, there was a general time of peace. And in 2011, the South seceded from the North. So now you have South Sudan and then Sudan. Um, and so we're operating in the South. Um, it is one of the most underdeveloped countries in the world. It is actually ranked the most fragile state mm. right now. Um, and so you have a place that actually is very oil rich. There's, there's oil fields. There's, there's even little known facts, but, um, there's coffee plantations grow really well there. Um, mm. some of the best coffee in the world can come from that area. And also the Lulu tree, which makes shea butter. Mm. But so you have this place with all this like rich resources and yet you have a people that are so poor. Mm. And so much of that has had to do with the conflict, just, conflict after conflict. And so now, um, they've actually reignited a new conflict and gone back to war. It's, it's two tribes within South Sudan. This time they're fighting themselves and it's, Mm. it's destroying the, the, the people, the place and the economy. And so, um, you, you've got a space where like your average South Sudanese is just trying to make ends meet and just trying to make a life. And, And for so many of them after, that first peace agreement was signed in 2005 and they repatriated. They came back with a tarp and a sack of grain and they were dropped off where they used to live or they thought they used to live and we're, we're just to start over. Wow. And so, you know, with, with very little government support and resources. And so it's so different from what you have here where, um, you know, you do have a safety net and a, and a welfare system. You don't have that there. And so you've got either you're going to make it or you're not. Mm. And, and so I think um, 
you know, the, the women, you asked about that. Yeah. Um, there's a number of reasons why the majority of our clients are women. It's actually about 70% for seed effects. So we do serve men, um, but the majority are women. And, and a lot of that has to do with, there is a lot of trauma in the culture. And so we found that alcoholism is kind of, is rampant mm-hmm. and that tends to affect the men um, more than it does the women. Um, and so that, that in of itself is a, a barrier to being able to support somebody with a loan. You know, yeah. um, they have to be able to and trying to work. But then also women just across the board, not just in South Sudan, but um, they've done studies that if you invest in women, they're, they're more likely to reinvest back into their families and their community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's just for all of us that are moms. I mean, I, that resonates with me. Like I, no matter what position I'm in, I can't imagine not doing everything I could to provide for my kids. And I'm yeah. not, there's no knock against the men. I know my husband would feel the same way, but, um, but there is something about that instinct of like, you know, no matter what. And then the third issue is within South Sudan, there's actually, um, polygamy is a big issue. Mm. Um, you know, the, we, we are a Christian organization and we bring the gospel, but everybody that we serve is not necessarily a believer and mm. on purpose. I mean, we want to reach the lost and bring the gospel to them. And so, you know, you have people that, these men that, um, you know, have a wife and then they take another wife and then another mm-hmm. wife. And then suddenly they, they've got more than they can provide for. And so it actually becomes the responsibility of the women. And, mm-hmm. and so culturally, you know, that's kind of a big deal. And so, um, for us to be able to invest in the women, um, and men, but, but really, you know, with that ratio to investing in the women, then we get to invest in the next generation. We get to empower them to break that cycle of poverty so that their children aren't growing up with only a second grade education level that, you know, they're, they're understanding even the idea and the concept of dreaming, because when you're in a survival based situation, you can't dream, you can't hope, you know, but, but the idea that their children might see something different, um, it is really kind of where that investment comes in. So I think it's the coolest thing ever. Mm. And it feels really doable and like hopeful, like instead of just going in there and fixing it, you're empowering them to fix it themselves. And there's so much in a humanity sense of um, empowering these women to start these businesses and supporting them and not just leaving them. Uh, So we're here on the state side and we hear about seed effect. What steps can we take? Like what levels of involvement can we have? I mean, before we even get to the blogger side, like if we're just like, Oh, I love seed effect. What could I do to get involved? Yeah, man, that, that's a great question. So obviously we are a nonprofit and we are fundraising to give loans, monetary loans. Yeah. So your, (laughs) your money would go to the loans. Yeah. So to, to give to seed effect means you're investing in our program. Um, and so that, that means we get to support the work that's done on the field. And um, that goes to loans that supports operations there and, and as well as the, the needs here. But for the most part, it goes um, to the field. And so um, what that means too is it's all South Sudanese that run our program. And so it's their jobs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones that are loving and, on and serving their people. And so that's, that's a big key is just to invest financially to help us to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have an opportunity to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just so by joining our mailing list, you can get um, what we send out emails and also even liking us on Facebook and Instagram. We post specific prayer requests for both the country of South Sudan that is again at war 
and for our clients and for our staff and the people. And, and you get to see faces and know names and understand who these people are that the, the loans are going to and that are being empowered. And so praying is a huge component um, of what we do and what we need. And then um, an opportunity to serve. We have events here that help us to, um, you know, get the word out as as you mentioned, Heather, that, you know, we used to do small events in people's homes. We still do that sometimes. So even hosting an event is a great opportunity for us to just get in front of people that we wouldn't get the chance to get in front of Mm -hmm. and to be the voice of that. Maybe they're not in my network, you know, I don't know them. And, and so that's another component. And then also, um, just getting involved on, we do a large event in the fall. Um, it's our annual, the celebration of our first loans It's in November. And, we have opportunities for people to be host committee to serve at that event and to just to come. And it's actually a really fun party. Um, <laughs> and so it's here in Dallas, right? It is it's here in Dallas. Yeah. It's um, November 5th, I think this year. So that'll be up on our website, but it's an art gallery um, event where you can actually buy, we're auctioning photography and then just a really fun time to fellowship and get together and like just learn about seed effect in a non-threatening environment. Non-threatening. <laughs> um, non-threatening. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's just, it's neat. It's a neat, a neat opportunity, I think, to be a part of. So there's that. Um, and then finally, we have an opportunity to go about once a year. We do try, take a trip over. It is by no means glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to South Sudan. Um, there are, there's, there's no really hotels in the place we go. We stay with our team and our staff and, we get to just dive into the culture and be a part of empowering through education and through prayer and through um, just coming alongside and, and mentorship and discipleship. And so um, those opportunities are, are so key, I think, for us to be able to bring individuals over that can come back and advocate and be a voice. Because the majority of, I mean, even when we put 400 people in a room in November, the, the, the huge majority of those people will not have gone or been to South Sudan. And, and so to, to get people to understand, you know, how important this work is and, and the lives that are being transformed and the impact that's being made. We need voices. Yeah. You know, we need voices to help us tell that story. So, well, those are our conference happens to be called declare and we yeah. happen to like to declare the things God is doing and be a voice. And I think we had a megaphone the last two years saying, you know, if we point it in the right direction, we can proclaim God's work. So, um, I think this is a good audience for you and anyone listening who um, would like to get involved and maybe once a month or um, ever so often write for y'all, like write one of the stories up um, on their own site. Absolutely. That would be pretty awesome, right? Oh, it'd be incredible. It'd be huge. Huge. It it would allow us to reach an audience that I could not reach. Yeah. I mean, I have so much passion for this, but my voice is only goes as far as the people that I know in the network that we have. And yeah. so um, to have those come around us that have share that passion and are willing to use their voices is such a tremendous gift to the ministry. And some bloggers may be listening and be like, well, I only have like two people that come and read my blog. And two people is more than Missy. Missy might not know those two people. I'm all about connection. Yeah. And like those two people might then tell another person who then tells a hundred people. I mean, you just don't know. Don't, don't say, Oh, my blog's not big enough. I mean, you don't have a requirement, right? Like you have to have so many no, yeah. readers. If, if no. you are willing and you're like, this is really cool. Maybe you used to have a job in finance or, uh, you you've been to Africa, maybe not South Sudan, but you have a heart for Africa. And, um, you, this is jiving with you. You're like, yes, I really like what they're doing and empowering women and giving out loans totally connect with Missy either 
email her at missy at seedeffect.org. Mm-hmm. Or y'all are going to be at the conference. Yeah. Right? We're Someone will be booth. there. Yeah. We'll you'll be have there. A, you'll have a booth. So go have a conversation, I think. What do you think? I, yes, that would be huge. Absolutely. You could face to face chat about seed effect and come up with a plan uh, for how you're going to help, how you're going to, even if y'all go to Facebook or go to Instagram right now and look up seed effect, is that your handle? Yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just at seed effect for Twitter and Instagram. We're much more active on Instagram. That's probably just me personally. Cause yeah. visual. I like the pictures, but, um, and then we're like on the Facebook as well. You can see our community there and um, read stories. I mean, even just on our website, you can go and start to meet some of the clients. And um, if you go to about us and then clients, you can see we're adding more and more um, every week, but you can read about our clients and just see, I mean, the work, the work that the Lord is doing in the lives of, of, the South Sudanese that really wouldn't be able to provide for their family, mm. but, but now have the opportunity and the dignity of being the ones to do that. And um, yeah. I mean, really the work is being done. We just need voices to help declare that work. Yeah. So, well, if you, yeah. And if you follow on Instagram, like start following them, you can like regram. I have that. Yes. App. You just like hit it on an app and then it like will go to your feed. So whoever's following you, that's like a really easy way to microblog the microfinancing. What do you think about that? Microblogging. That's the new thing. Yep. Um, so y'all connect with Missy either through email or find them at their booth. The way we're doing booths this year is a lot different. We're not having like the traditional um, hallway of booths. And we're all, we have very select, very few in the back of the conference room. So... Um, it's, you're not going to be overwhelmed with opportunities. It's going to be very few. And we've chosen seed effect to be one of those. So we really hope, um, that the Holy spirit, you know, is nudging you. And if this is something that really fits with you and it's an easy thing, maybe you're looking for content for your blog. Maybe you're looking for short stories to share. This could be a great connection that you make with seed effect. So what do you think? I love like- it. Love it. Yeah. Perfect. And who else is on your team? Like how big is the, you know, like how many different people work here in Dallas? Yeah. Great question. So we have a small team. Um, we intentionally keep it small because that just means more dollars go to the field. So mm-hmm. we have, um, there's Drew Mosier is our executive director about a year and a half ago. I stepped out of that role. Um, because I've got my two little girls at home and I want to be able to split that time. And yeah. so Drew came in to run the organization and we've got Denny Slayton who you'll meet at the conference. And um, for those of you that'll be there, she is awesome and just does development and really just loves on our donors. She is like the most incredible relational person you'll meet. Mm. And so we love Denny for that. And then we have Bonnie who is our, um, just administrative assistant. She's part-time and me right now. And so we're hiring for a director of programs position, which requires a lot of travel and is a pretty cool position. So if you know anybody for that, that's on our website, but um, it's a small team and we support a pretty big team in South Sudan. There's about 20 to 25. And as we grow and add new branches that continues to grow and they're all South Sudanese. And so we get to support them and mentoring and, um, education and program support, but also raising the money to do the work that we do so that they can be on the front lines, loving their people. So it's awesome. 
So, and y'all, you mentioned that y'all are heading to South Sudan right after Declare. We are. We leave the next day. Um, <laughs> so, so y'all want to bring extra stuff to Declare? You can just hop on the airplane. No, right? No, 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 yeah, no. Exactly. not that soon. Not that soon. So we leave the second. Yeah, we go August second. I think we're actually going to do an Instagram takeover of the Declare um, account too while we're there. Oh, so that'd, that'd be, be great. Fun. Yeah, yeah. So especially because people get have a, met you. A yeah. Preview of what that'll look like, but. Um, yeah, it's we go the next day. We're we're taking twelve people over. It's a ten day trip, and um, just getting the chance. We're going to be in the where our headquarters are in Kajokeji, South Sudan, to work alongside our staff, and we're going to do training and um, education. I'll be also getting prepped for our November event. We'll be getting client stories and photography. That's one thing too for you bloggers. If this is exciting, but we have excellent photography. So you, don't, <laughs> um, and you like so, you would give them the pictures? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, that is that makes that easy too to have some really really good photography that we can share for for storytellers. Um, and it can and so we'll be, be gathering like, more of that. Like the blogger could, um, you would give them the content and they could set it up on their blog as almost like an interview kind of thing, or like a absolutely like a guest posting kind of situation where they wouldn't even have to write everything, but kind of introduce you and totally. Yeah. 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 That would be great. So however we can make it easy for you guys to jump into this work and to be a voice, we want to do that. So, I think it's great. I am a big fan, especially y'all being local to Dallas. And um, Yeah. So I think it's awesome, and I'm so thankful we'll get to see you face-to-face in the end of July and uh, kind of bon voyage off to yeah. South Sudan. Big celebration. Thank you. So. Thank you so much, Missy, for sharing what you're doing. And uh, we look forward to hearing more, you know, when we see you later next month. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Heather. I, I'm grateful for the opportunity. So we are we're grateful. Thank you. Fabulous. All right. You have a great day. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye. If you learned a few great things today, imagine how much more you will learn when you attend the Declare Conference this summer. You'll meet new people, hear awesome speakers, eat delicious food, and worship our amazing Lord. It's August in Dallas, Texas. For more information, go to www.declareconference.com. See y'all there.